This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I speak with Lauren Beebe, who is the founder of Like a Local Tours. Her company offers insider New York City and Brooklyn food, wine, fashion, and artist studio tours made for tourists and locals alike. Lauren started her company while still working at her 9 to 5 and finally took the leap when she saw the rewards and revenue beginning to grow. Lauren's company has been consistently rated as one of the top 10 rated tours in New York City, and she not only provides amazing services to her clients, but also gives back to the community. Every $2 made from each tour is donated to a highly rated charity. Listen on to find out how Lauren built her client base and is giving back to the community. One of the trickiest things about being a freelancer is achieving financial stability for the long term. Unpredictable income and costs such as taxes can make it difficult to save. B-Solo helps you save by setting aside a percentage of your earnings and automatically pays your taxes each quarter. Through their self-service dashboard, you have the freedom to make deposits to and withdrawals out of your account, adjust your tax settings, and change your filing status. Try it for free for three months by going to bsolo.com slash offbeat. Again, that's the letter B, solo.com slash offbeat. so much for joining us for this interview with Lauren. Hey, Lauren, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? <laughs> Thank you for coming here downtown in New York City with me. I'm so excited to talk to you. So you have a really interesting story. Can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure. Um, so about four years ago, um, I started a small uh, tour company called Like a Local Tours. Um, I was working in finance at the time. I was head of marketing for a small private equity venture capital firm. And uh, I just wanted something for myself. So I started it on the weekends. You know, I worked on it some during the day. But uh, yeah, it just really took off. I was able to quit my job and now I do it full time. So what made you decide to leave your job to doing this, to being a tour guide first and then starting your own company? Um, it's funny. I was just telling someone this um, the other day who was interested to you know, start uh, something on the side. And for me, it happened very organically um, starting the business. I moved to Williamsburg, Brooklyn about 10 years ago, kind of before a lot of people were familiar with the neighborhood. Um, and I essentially developed these self-guided tours. And I was reading Entrepreneur Magazine about this woman who um, led people through one of the spice markets in Chicago. And she turned that into her tour business giving tours of the spice market. So I thought, oh, well, I'm basically already doing this. So let's, you know, start the company. And it started, you know, very slowly. And, and like you said, I was doing the tours um, myself. Um, and then really for me, the writing was on the wall when I just was starting to spend a lot more time um, and was seeing the rewards and the revenue growing. And it just became obvious that the only way for me to really, you know, allow this company to take off was to focus on it full time. And that, and that was when I decided to leave my other job. So, and I think the writing was on the wall. I think they knew also that I was spending time <laughs> doing something else because little by little, I kind of started to check out. So it was a little bit of a mutual parting of the ways um, at that point. But, uh, but yeah, it's been a great ride so far. It's kind of interesting once you get to 
almost at the end of your time at your day job and you're starting something new, you've completely just checked out. You don't know <laughs> what's happening <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I was definitely fulfilling my obligations, but I think that they could tell that my above and beyond spirit was, was, was starting done. to wane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is it. <laughs> now, being an entrepreneur is really hard. Sure, you've had a lot of hurdles and obstacles. Now, what was the biggest one that you've encountered and how do you usually handle them? I mean, I think the biggest one for me, especially because I'm I'm still kind of a, a one-woman shop. Um, well, two hurdles <laughs> since I'm speaking about it. One would be I've got to hire someone. I have to get over that hurdle of trying to do everything myself. Um, I'm just very nervous to hand over the reins to someone. Um, I've also done hiring before and I've gotten burned by hiring the wrong person and taking too long to figure it out. So, you know, I would definitely say that that's one of the hurdles. And then the second is, you know, kind of in the same vein, it's just time management. Don't get stuck on the little things. Have the bigger vision. Execute the bigger vision because it's the only way you're going to continue to grow. And at least for me and probably for most entrepreneurs, the vision is why we're doing it. You know, those big wins, seeing the company grow, you know, creating things. Um, so it's important. I've seen that a lot with entrepreneurs, even when they're really successful, is just trying to make everything your vision and making it perfect to the way you see it. But then we also don't realize that the more of a perfectionist we are, the less time we actually spend time on right. on the vision itself because all those little things matter to us and then it never gets us anywhere. <laughs> yes, no. And I think I'm a little bit lucky and I think one of the keys to success for me has been I have one piece of software that does a lot of my back office, which essentially serves as a person. Um, and I think without that, I, I would be really, really stuck. So I would say, you know, definitely spend time and invest it in looking for those types of tools that are going to make your life that much easier. What tools are you using right now? So um, in my business specifically, it's called Fair Harbor. Um, and hopefully they give me some sort of a... <laughs> kickback for giving them this little plug, but they've really been great. I mean, I call their support line all the time, especially when I'm running from meeting to meeting and I'm like, hey, this client just asked me for this. Can somebody help me out? Um, and they've really been there for me. So, I mean, they've just, it's been a huge time saver and, and really the reporting tools, keeping track of, of all the, of the customers and the scheduling and reaching out. Um, it's, they're kind of a one-stop shop. So it is an essentially kind of like having an assistant. Yeah, without <laughs> yeah exactly. And the company is doing for you. And that's the thing that we really need is extra help because we do so much in our business that you can't do everything yourself. Even though we try to do it as much as we can, I wish there was like 10 of us to do everything, right? Exactly. It would make it so much easier. Exactly. But it doesn't happen that way. Now, I know you mentioned that you tried to hire someone before. What was that process like and what have you learned from it? What you're going to try to do different now that you're trying to hire somebody else? I think the key is just really to ask more questions. Um, I think I got a little bit taken in by a really great looking resume and, and really literally was just reading on paper versus really trying to, to do a lot more discovery through questions. I think I would do the reference check, ask that person a lot more questions um, because it's just, it's really hard to, to find that match. And especially when you're going to work with a, a young company, a startup, a small company, you need somebody. It, it's just all that more important to find the right person because they've got to be able to take initiative. 
um, and really be getting done what they need to get done and then some. When you're looking at somebody's resume, it doesn't really matter because you don't know how hard they work. Right. If they even learned from that previous right. job. It's not the whole story. It's not the whole story. They're, I've hired people who had no experience at all, but they had so much energy and they had so much interest in mm -hmm. what they were doing that they were so much better than somebody that had actually had experience and didn't really want to do it. So right. there's a huge difference between people, even though they're doing it, they're really not interested than somebody who's really into it and really right. want to work on it and right. want to be better. So that's that's a really good thing to learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about your company and how you were able to build traction to it. So in the beginning, you were doing it on your own, mm -hmm. doing all the tour guides. How are you able to hire people to actually do the tours for you? How are you able to get all the clients that you had and get to the point where you are now? Well, it's interesting. I, I just sat through an online seminar, webinar about the industry. And one of the things one of the experts was saying was that you should be building your company both online and offline. And I, I was like, oh, yes, I should be doing that. And and as we got further in, into the, the seminar, I realized I had been doing that. I had a strong online presence, social media, you know, selling through multiple websites. But I was also going around and meeting with hotel concierge, meeting with other uh, what we call travel trade, people that you know are large events companies here in New York City and things like that. So I was already kind of doing both of those, uh, which I think was a lucky or happy accident because it's really one of the reasons I think we've basically doubled revenue every year. Uh, I don't know if we'll do it next year, but every year up to this <laughs> point, um, which has been pretty phenomenal. So I think that that was probably one of the reasons. And I think just coming from working for other companies, um, I always put myself in a position to wear multiple hats and see a lot of what goes on, which I think was all knowledge that was really integral in allowing me to create a successful company because I knew that I needed to be you know, doing all of these different components and everything needed to run together to kind of complete the package, so. Now, when you were first starting out, how were you able to create income from this, from the start? Yeah. Because it starts out slow, and then how do you do that now? Yeah, and I think that was what was kind of nice about having a full-time job, was that even though I was maybe only making 50 or $100 or $200 a weekend, it was fine. It was just kind of seeing where this thing was going to go. Um, but it definitely quickly took off, and I think, you know, I've always been interested in technology, and I've always been interested in the most uh, effective ways to do things. And so there are a lot of online platforms that you can sell tickets. And I just really blasted myself out there and the ticket sales started coming in. And that's when I realized that I needed to find some tour guides, uh, which proved in this wonderful city of New York City, <laughs> there are a lot of fantastic um, tour guides. And, uh, and then what was even a better turning point was I realized how much better tour guides they were than I am. <laughs> so I was able to take myself out of that role and really focus on the business development, the sales, um, and kind of the back office stuff, uh, which was really helpful as well. So, Because then, again, you're not doing everything yourself. Right. If you had to, oh my gosh, you wouldn't be where you are right now if no. you were doing everything yourself. It would yourself. be impossible. And some of the other tour operators that I know, uh, technically competition, but we're all pretty friendly. They're in partnerships. It's either a husband and wife team or they're two friends, and I never had that. So I really, really, really made a point of 
finding the best guides that would really step up and just make my life that much easier. And I think that that was one of the smarter decisions was, you know, I pay them more. They're really the creme de la creme. Um, and, uh, and hopefully word has gotten around that I'm kind of a fun person to work for. <laughs> so it's been easier for me to really um, kind of curate that team. And uh, I think it's also one of the reasons why we've been so successful, so. So you do a lot of marketing, whether to get clients for the tour guides or even marketing to get people to be your tour guides. What has been the best practices that you've been able to do that really worked for you and your business? Well, I'm a marketer by trade. Um, that's what I studied and that's what I've always done. So email lists and contacts to me are gold, whether they're clients, whether they are friends that can help you every once in a while. I mean, I've lived in New York City for 15 years and, and uh, you know, I think, again, that's one of the reasons we've been successful is because when someone comes to me and says, we need to do XYZ crazy experience, do you know anyone? I can look back through my Rolodex and say, oh yeah, I know someone that can actually help with that. Um, so I can't stress the importance of that enough. And then, of course, keeping in touch with those people, you know, getting in front of them every once in a while. Um, I'm sure everyone's inbox is just as crazy as mine is, so I try to really, really be respectful of, if I'm going to email you, I'm going to make it count. I'm going to be giving you information that's good for your business and that's also extremely relevant for why you would want to continue to work with me. I think that's super important. I am like the first one to unsubscribe from someone's email <laughs> list. So I'm really sensitive to making it count if I'm going to put something in your inbox. And I think that's just a general best practice every small business owner should have. There's so many people emailing you nowadays that what you say to them counts so much mm -hmm. or else you're going to get so many people trying to unsubscribe, right? And there's so much noise out there and I just don't want to be part of the noise. Like I want to, again, I want to make it count both for you. I mean, I give, I give my clients ideas for things that they can be doing with their clients. And then I also give them ideas of things that they can be doing with me. So, and then I always like to throw in some general fun knowledge about New York City or, you know, that kind of thing. Fun graphics, just keep it interesting and appealing for people. So now, Lauren, what makes your company different than other tour guide companies? Because there's so many here, especially you're based in New York City. Yeah. Now, for you to thrive in this business is incredible because you have so much competition. I really think it's it's two things. One, it's the quality of, of the tour guides. And two is the quality of the experiences that we offer um, is huge. Because like you said, there's so many others that they can choose from. And when I started this, I really tried to be different. I wanted to offer less of a traditional, you're clomping around the city with 15 to 20 other people. And it's very obvious that you're on a tour. I wanted mine to feel more like you're with, you know, eight to 10 other people. You look like you're a group of friends and you're getting to, you know, have some insider experiences, meet some locals, eat some good food. So a little bit different style of execution and, and also the caliber of the experiences. I have a lot of high-end corporate clients that come to me with very specific requests I can fulfill that. And I think part of that stems from my background um, working in finance and doing events at that company. So I, I just kind of was able to, you know, utilize my skills in this new company, which I think if you can find a way to marry your previous experience with what you're doing now, what you're good at, it just makes it that much easier. 
Yeah, and it makes it so much more fun, right? Because you're having fun yes. while you're actually creating yes. and building your business. Exactly. Now, let's fast forward to 50 years from now and you're looking back at your life. What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? Well, I love to give back. My mother is a, she's been head of a nonprofit for the past, gosh, 20 plus years. And I worked with her growing up. That was always my internship. So I'm super passionate about um, giving back. So, you know, we do $2 of every ticket sold um, goes to a highly rated uh, charity at the end of the year, which I love. And then I've also, you know, utilized, since I'm the owner of my time, I've joined the board of two nonprofits and I really, you know, spend time working with those organizations, um, which is a great way to give back. And then just the nature of what I do. I get at least two emails a week from people that took our tour and said, this is the best thing I've either ever done in New York City or I've ever done on vacation, period. And that's just awesome. I mean, that's just really, really rewarding and kind of makes it all worthwhile so that's a great feeling to know that what you're doing makes other people happy yes you know so yes that's a that's always <laughs> a great legacy to to leave people and yes. have that really great memory especially if it's their first time here or even if you're a local in New York City there's so much that you haven't seen before and to get that experience is so amazing <laughs> So Lauren, let's get to some fun questions. Some people like myself, I like to interview people like you who are inspiring. I love to hike. What about you, Lauren? What do you nerd out on? Oh, oh my gosh. A lot of things. Well, I definitely nerd out on travel. I'm constantly reading travel blogs, scrolling Instagram, talking to girlfriends about where we're going to go next. Um, I also nerd out on technology and, you know, really just what other tools and tricks are out there. I'm always meeting with potential consultants that can help me grow my business, coaches, trying to find mentors, um, that sort of thing. I think that's another really crucial part of having a business is having a mentor as well to kind of guide you the way. Mm -hmm. So how has that changed the way you have done your business? I was fairly new to tourism and travel, um, and I got really lucky. I'm a member of um, NYC and Company, which is kind of the overarching tourism board for all of New York City. Um, they do a great job, and they had this program uh, where they taught a lot of us uh, how to work with travel trade and how to really grow our business. And within those meetings, I met a mentor um, who's been in the business for a really, really long time. Um, I think I'm a little lucky because I think she kind of took a shine to me because I was really hungry and I was really listening to everything she was saying. And I did everything that, that was asked of me, you know, in this program. Um, and, and it's just, I can't tell you, it's been so helpful just being able to bend her ear. Hey, I've, you know, this client needs to work with me in this way, you know, what do they mean? What do you suggest? Or, you know, I need some tips and tricks for executing this, that sort of thing. Um, it's really, it's an, it's invaluable. You can pay for it, sure, which I've also done. I've hired a consultant, um, but you just have to spend a little bit more time making sure, you know, you're gonna get the ROI um, out of it. Whereas a mentor is just someone that's that's there for you and and for me it's it's been great and it really helps so much to do that and finding them it's not that hard even though we think it is because especially with social media now you can just reach out to anyone that you admire who's doing something similar or they're just really good at business so that's yep. a really great way because also being an entrepreneur or a freelancer can get really lonely because you feel like 
no one really understands. Maybe some of your friends have never done it before. And there's going to be a lot of tough times yeah. in having that person to just be able to listen to you and then you kind of having someone to just Definitely. go back and forth with Definitely. ideas. Definitely. Yeah. And, and for me, I mean, on any given night in New York, and I'm so lucky to be in New York, there are hundreds of meetings for people who own businesses or are doing a startup. And I can't recommend enough for people to get out there and go to those meetings, especially if you feel like you're stuck or you're struggling with something. Even just to break your routine and get some fresh ideas and some fresh blood. I mean, obviously you've got to be able to, you know, kind of mingle and put yourself out there, but I really got a lot out of that. And I make it a point to do that anytime that I just, I feel like I need a boost. So you have traveled to a lot of places, and of course you've made a career out of tourism. Now, what has been the most memorable meeting with an individual that you have ever experienced while you were traveling? Well, I have a friend actually who started a tour company in Cuba. Um, and we were in Cuba, and we met with another uh, person who was trying to start a business. Um, and, you know, the resources there are a little bit lacking. And it was really great to be able to impart some knowledge to help that person, you know, get started with their business. And they were really curious about New York, and they've since come to New York. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we, I'm still, you know, helping her, you know, get started, um, which is really rewarding. So, yeah, that was, a, that was a pretty special experience. That's another way for you to give back in that sense, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is there any question that you wish people asked you more of? You know, it's funny, given what I do, a lot of my friends travel, but no one has ever, they don't really ask me how to have a better travel experience or how to get involved in doing some of these insider um, experiences that you can have when you go to other cities. So I, I would say that. What's a way to kind of feel more attached to the city I'm visiting? And it would, for me, the answer is meet up with a company or find a company that's offering these local experiences because that's what we offer. You know, we give people a chance to talk to the people that make the city so special. And I hear a lot from people that we never would have really talked to any New Yorkers or your tour guide was the only local we interacted with the entire time we were here. And it's just really interesting to me to think on the flip side that, that that's what's happening when people go other places. Um, and I just think you're kind of missing out if you're not really connecting on a local level. Um, so I would suggest for people to, to definitely seek out some top quality local you know, tour uh, companies that are offering, you know, unique experiences and use that guide as a resource. Ask them yeah. questions other than what they're telling you on the tour. If you want to <laughs> know, you know, the best bookstore, you want to know, you know, who knows what, you know, ask them. You have so much information in front of you, right? When you have that local guide. Exactly. Sure. And of course, we're going to talk more about that and how to have the best local experience in a different city on our extended interview. So make sure you listen to that. Now, Lauren, what are you working on currently that's really exciting to you? Oh boy, good question. <laughs> um, so I actually um, am working with a self-guided food tour app called Bite Mojo. Mm -hmm. um, it's an Israeli app. They're in, I think, 12 other cities throughout the world and I'm gonna be bringing them um, to the US. We're gonna launch in New York. So I'm currently working uh, with some restaurants in the East Village to get an itinerary off the ground. So basically, it's a self-guided food tour and we give you sites to see and history that you can see on your phone kind of throughout the experience. 
so yeah, that's kind of what <laughs> my other thing that I'm working on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting. So now if our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? Uh, well, you can check out our website, likealocaltours.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I think it's forward slash Lauren J. My last name is BB. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lauren, for talking to us. I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you shared with us. Of course. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lauren. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Lauren where she shares how to get the best local experience in a new city. Hey, Offbeat family. I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.